From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Happy to be with you on the start of another fun-filled week of adventures in podcasting. Yes, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And we're still celebrating being and very happy to being named as one of the top 20 black conservative podcasters uh, to follow on the internet this year. It's a great, uh, great honor by the folks over at feedspot.com. And I'm, I love it. I'm just grateful for it. And Looking forward to bringing even more quality content to you, uh, my friends in the In Black and Right Coalition. Well, my friends, it has certainly been quite a weekend. We're now, this week, five days away from a government potential government shutdown. And of course, if you believe people like Kevin McCarthy and other ding-dongs in the mainstream media... You would think this was Armageddon. So it's not Armageddon. It's just a little bit of economic Armageddon. It's not something to completely uh, be afraid of. I mean, we, we have survived government shutdowns before. 2013 was probably the latest one that I can think of. And historically, that led to a great GOP uh, sort of landslide where you they got nine senators and uh, about 13 seats in the House and gave uh, Mitch McConnell his job as speaker, uh, not speaker, a Senate majority leader. And yet, I don't know if something's wrong with him, but apparently his memory is a little faulty on that. But, my friends... Before we get into more fun uh, on today's episode, you feel free to send us email, questions, comments, shout-outs, what have you, to inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website, inblackandright.net, where you can uh, peruse through what we've got. We have an online store with some great merchandise that you can buy. And uh, also, you can donate to help us continue to grow from being maybe top 20 to top 10. Who knows? But anyway, we'll just check that out. Check us out and see you might find something you might like. But as we're getting into uh, today, uh, through the latest round of the budget negotiations... Excuse me. Um, but the big news, some of the big news today that doesn't get really talked about is uh, President Trump is doing another one of his great rallies in South Carolina, town of Somerville. But it's really interesting that he would do it on a Monday. 
on a weekday. He usually reserves uh, his rallies for weekends, maybe Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, but this is a little different being that it's on a weekday, on a Monday. But does that slow down the energy and the enthusiasm? Not even close. Uh, according to uh, videos online and reports from Right Side Broadcasting, the place is packed out like a Trump rally wouldn't be packed out. But anyway, so yes, President Trump's going to be speaking approximately 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, which is uh, about an hour and a half away. Uh, it's 1.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Daylight Time right now. So it's going to be another fun rally. Uh, loaded with folks, lots of energy and enthusiasm for President Trump. Now, just slightly off the beaten path. Uh, now, apparently to an ABC News Washington Post poll, which really made me interesting, made it interesting because usually when you see a poll leading off a story don't take it for don't take it at face value because more than likely there's more to it than meets the eye now apparently looking at the uh, headline of this trump edges out biden 51 to 42 in head-to-head -head matchup according to a poll now that's interesting to me because we've already seen, and apparently it's getting more and more <laughs> likely, that the Democrats want Biden out, and Harris too. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to get him there, to sort of squeeze him out. Now, we've already had Washington Post columnist David Ignatius, who's kind of a... Uh, mouthpiece slash spokesperson for the intelligence uh for the intelligence branch of our government saying hey great job joe but 2024 you're out you need to be out don't run uh, a similar story came in the new york times and now here we are other in other news i mean even cnn wrote about Biden's problems, uh, apparently wanting him out. But what really blows my mind um, is looking at this poll, 51 to 42, and I'm thinking, hmm, what could be the real reason for putting out a poll that makes Biden pretty much look like toast? I do not know, but I'm willing to bet one of the reasons they're doing this is to get America First and MAGA and other Trump supporters to say, hey, no problem. You can just put this on cruise control. It's like, no, do not, do not, do not do that. Fight for every vote. Get people, get as many people registered as you can. I mean, heck, even Ballot Chase. You know, I mean, I'm maybe not necessarily the biggest proponent 
of ballot harvesting, but if you're in a state where it's legal, go for it. Beat the Democrats at their own game. And now, of course, you've got people like Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, and he has his plan that he's looking to put in all 50 states, but he's testing it this kind of a beta test this year for the elections uh, in Virginia, Kentucky, and Louisiana. So let's see what happens. But, but reading just a portion of this story just blows my mind. Um, just this little piece of it. Um, 44% of Americans in the latest ABC News Washington Post poll say they've gotten worse off financially under Biden's presidency. Most, the most of any president in the ABC Post, the ABC Washington Post polls since 1986. Just 37% approve of his job performance, while 56% disapprove. Still fewer approve of Biden's performance on the economy, which is 30%. Now, the number, I'm not, I'm, I will admit I'm not a numbers guy. But there are just some things that just make me scratch my head. Now, first of all, 37% approve of his job performance? Who are these 37 percenters? Who thinks that Joe Biden has done such a fantastic job on the economy? Or on anything else, really? I mean, 30% approve of Biden's performance on the economy. So... Apparently, Bidenomics suck, sucks, big time. I mean, if only 30% of the people like it, you know it really has got to suck. And I'm sure of those 70 or whatever percent of people who aren't approving of his performance on the economy, I'm like, yeah, and I bet you a fair amount of them are Democrats. Because if you're if it's that high, you know you got to have some Democrats in the mix who aren't thrilled about it either. Same with independents, Republicans, not that difficult to predict. But ah, ay 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 ay, that's pretty nutty. But <coughs> excuse me. But let's get to the more pressing subject at hand. Now, right now, like I said, we're five days away, approximately, from a potential government shutdown. Yesterday, on Maria Bartiromo's uh, Sunday morning show, Sunday Morning Futures, she had on, as her guest, was Con Florida Congressman Matt Gates, and it was a pretty healthy sparring match, I would dare say. Uh, but hang on a second, I'm just trying to find this. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, it's just good stuff, really. I mean, uh, and Maria Bartiromo does a pretty darn good job, and, and I know she tries to be fair about this, but I just, I don't want to play this whole thing, but I definitely would love to play enough of this so that you kind of get a sense of what the uh, the sparring was uh, all about with uh, 
Maria and uh, Matt Gates and others. Uh, I think there. I think before the interview with Matt Gates, uh, Maria Bartiromo was speaking with Congressman Jim Jordan. And okay, this is gonna get real interesting. So hang tight here. Let's play some of this between Maria Bartiromo and Matt Gates yesterday. Jack Smith, and by the time the interview rounded out, he was saying that we shouldn't be funding Ukraine without a plan, and yet the very continuing resolution that you and Jim Jordan seem to be for continues to have $300 million more for Ukraine. So I think we ought to fight on all fronts. I think the border is very important, and the best way for us to advance the Republican border policies is to pass the Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, do that along with veterans, defense, ag, state and foreign ops. We'll have 73% of the discretionary uh, budget funded, and if, you know, the Department of Labor and Education have to shut down for a few days as we get their appropriations in line, uh, that's certainly not something that is, is uh, optimal, but I think it's better than continuing on the current path we are to America's financial ruin. Congressman, I understand, and that is why you are on this program this morning, because I want to give you a fair shot, and I want to get your, you uh, heard, so tell me why you are threatening Speaker McCarthy and trying to shut down this government uh, at a time that the Republicans have finally gotten some upper hands here uh, in terms of wins, able to investigate President Biden on what looks like uh, bribery. Yeah, we don't put our pencils down in the investigation of President Biden during a shutdown, so the premise is false. Second, if Kevin McCarthy was actually serious about pursuing the Bidens, he would have sent Hunter Biden a subpoena by now. That's how you know this is sort of failure theater that you're observing. During the first year of Democrat control of the Congress, they brought in Donald Trump Jr. three times over nothing over a nothing burger and so we seem to be fundamentally unserious in our oversight but what is serious is the fact that we are spending more than seven trillion dollars a year bringing in around five trillion dollars a year and uh, it, i want to fund the government i'm not pro shutdown but the way to fund the government is not the same way we've been doing it since the mid 90s where it's one up or down vote on the entire government all at once we should have separate single subject spending bills kevin mccarthy promised that in january he is in breach of that promise so I'm not here to hold the government hostage. I'm here to hold Kevin McCarthy to his word. Are there Freedom Caucus members also out of compliance? They were also on the Appropriations Committee. Where is the responsibility for them? Are they also out of compliance? No, uh, I'm not a member of the Freedom Caucus. I'll let them speak for themselves. But take, for example, the border. This issue you think is has great primacy, and I would agree with you. The Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill was passed out of the Appropriations Committee in June, and yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't put it on the floor in more than 100 days. Th that is not serious. You know why Kevin McCarthy didn't move our border appropriations bill? Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want to put us in this position where we're backed up against the wall facing shutdown politics. And what that does is it centralizes power to the people that they buy off with PAC donations and lobbyist donations. And then the membership doesn't get to make real, real, real contributions to that process. I'm trying to democratize it. The bills are being worked on. You just heard Jim Jordan say that they are efforting four bills this week, appropriations bills this week, to get through. That would partially fund the government. Uh, the defense bill as well, you wanted the defense bill to move forward. Did you not? Yes, that's why I voted for it, and I voted for the rule to proceed on to it. And by the way, 
don't give Kevin McCarthy credit for the fact that we're moving on to these four appropriations bills. That was the deal that House conservatives foisted upon Kevin McCarthy. When he couldn't just move the big spending bills without moving the bills that cut spending, we said, no, 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 you have to move bills like the state and foreign ops bill because we don't think we should be borrowing money from China to go fund gay pride parades in Prague or LGBTQ uh, you know, seminars in Indonesia. We don't think that that's a good use of our money. And the right. only way to do this, Maria, is line by line. Kevin wants it in one big up or down vote, keep the government open, shut it down. I'm saying single subject spending well, bills. It's the only way to break the fever and liberate ourselves from this out of control spending. Well, he's doing the four bills next week. So I we're mean, making him. Because we're making he's him. doing it. So to push now to blow up all of the wins that you all have had now. Which seems wins? Please enumerate that. Well, okay. Well, how about the fact that he has set up a weaponization committee to investigate the DOJ, whether they're involved in a cover-up? How about the process. fact that he has... Hold on. Where how about the fact that he... Hold on. How about the fact that he has set up the China Select Committee to keep China to account? And, of course, he has launched this uh, inquiry into impeachment, potentially, for President Biden. Is that not what you want? None of those things are deliverables. Those are steps in a process. That setting up a committee is an end unto itself only in Washington, D.C. The American people demand results. Hold on, I'll let you committees, talk. Okay, go ahead, these, go ahead. these committees have done nothing to reduce inflation. They've done nothing to actually constrain the Biden government. We can set up committees and have hearings and yell at people, but at the end of the day, if we still send the check to fund a weaponized government, having a weaponization subcommittee is little relief to the American people. And if any of this was serious, we would be sending out subpoenas and compelling process the way the January 6th committee did. We should yeah. be operating like them. Instead, we're playing patty cake with the Bidens. We're allowing Actually, them to get away with it. And we're yeah. funding it. We're sending the money. If we were serious, use this, the power of the purse. This speak. Mm, mm, mm. Well, that was certainly a good, healthy round of debate. But I, but I think Congressman Gates has the point. You know, to call, to set up, of course, yes, the weaponization committee uh, in the House uh, under the uh, uh, under the judiciary and all these other things, it's a nice start, but it's not about the start, it's how you finish. That's the deal. How do you finish? Where are the subpoenas? I mean, come on. You're screaming about a impeachment inquiry uh, about Biden, but Gates has a point. If McCarthy was serious about any type of impeachment inquiry, why have we not had a subpoena put out for Hunter Biden? You know, now because he doesn't have this, this sweetheart deal anymore, then... Well, and now, and he has been indicted on gun charges, which is kind of a joke. No, it's not kind of a joke. It is a joke, uh, considering all the other things that he's been up to. And, of course, the Democrats, uh, Democrats uh, especially the mainstream media arm of the Democrat Party, who... Many of them seem to be graduates of the Joseph Goebbels School of Propaganda. You don't have any evidence. You don't have any evidence. Where's the evidence? Where is it? I mean, are these people just on drugs or something? 
frankly, I say it's intellectual laziness and intellectual dishonesty. There is a whole bunch of evidence out there. The, the evidence from the IRS whistleblowers, the suspicious activities reports from the Treasury Department, which have been seen by many. Uh, you've got testimony from key committees, uh, such as Judiciary, Ways and Means, uh, and, and Oversight. So, no, don't give me, don't give me that. That's just, that upsets me. It thoroughly, thoroughly upset, upsets me. I'm like, yipes, yipes, yipes. This is just in freaking sane, y'all. It, it just is. And, 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 he, and Gates is also right in, pardon me, in saying that we, the American people, are funding our own demise. I've said that to people so many times. Oh my gosh, I feel like a parrot. But it's nevertheless true. We are funding our own demise, and if the American people are that concerned, if McCarthy is that concerned, then he needs to be listening not just to the mega donors and all these special interest types. He needs to be listening to the American people. He has to be, because if he's serious, then all that's going to go on this week is nothing more than crisis theater, failure theater, in uh, Congressman Gates's words. We're, we're, we're going to be watching our republic once again get screwed. I mean, they're already looking for ways to give Zelensky his money for the Ukraine, shut down or no shutdown, which is pretty sad. Uh, we're still going, there's still going to be no real resolution to the $2 trillion deficit that right now we're facing because of the debt ceiling deal with no restrictions, no caps, and two years? No, this is a setup because Trump's coming back. I believe he is. And when he gets there, he and his team are going to have one hellacious time trying to deal with the mess that was left by McCarthy. And I can assure you at that point, uh, McCarthy is not going to get Trump's support as speaker. I mean, he's already, Trump already, on truth, is already getting on the Republicans' case to actually do the right thing, be fiscally responsible, and stop listening to your lords and masters, uh, lobbyists, and special interests. We, we, the American people, are sick of this. And yet, you're going to still try to force us to fund our own demise? That requires a truly sick bastard or group of bastards to do that. And guess what, Kevin McCarthy? You are right at the head of the pack. So while you're 
trying to find out more gimmicks and games to do this week, there were people in the Republican conference who stayed. They worked and worked and worked. And line by line, going through these expenditures and appropriations bills, there are some that are ready to go. Let's just get the vote on them. Uh, as a as single subject appropriations. I mean, what caused us to go from doing regular order up until about the mid-90s and then it's like here comes, you know, the era of omnibus bills and continuing resolutions. Yay, happy. And so now look where we are at this point. $33 trillion in debt, $700, over $700 billion paying on the interest to service the debt. That's not even talking about principal. Oh, my Lord. This is just insane. So, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do, but, but keep an eye on things. Do not take your eye off the ball. Because there's going to be more shiny toys uh, put out by uh, by the leftists. So, eh, just don't even really worry about it. But, as I'm looking here, I just found this on the National Pulse. And it is, it's just kind of funny in its own way, but... I love the headline, though. Who wants to waste money? GOP donors close wallets, say Trump looks unstoppable. And they're right. I mean, good grief. Going to South Carolina today, Trump is ahead of his closest competition by 30 points. 30. And that's one of the low-enders. I mean... <laughs> There are, like, in Iowa, it's more than that. New Hampshire, uh, it's more than that. It, so it's, it, it's really insane uh, looking at this. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to show this story because my governor, Governor DeSantis, spent all last week in Texas uh, going on a fundraising blitz. And frankly, I'm finding it severely annoying where, yeah, he comes after Hurricane Idalia, you know, and does all some really funky stuff. I mean, I get into the story, but yeah, it, it, I might do that at another time. But just reading this one paragraph, just it, it makes me laugh in a way. Establishment Republican donors, once hopeful of elevating a candidate other than Donald Trump, are, growingly, are growing increasingly resigned to Trump's dominance. Really? It took you that long to figure it out? And how many millions of dollars? But I digress. Many are, uh, continuing on in the story, many are hesitant to give financial contributions with only 66 individual donors contributing uh, a quarter million dollars or more 
to GOP presidential primary super PACs through the end of June, which is a 24% drop, a decrease, compared to this time in 06. And with apparently the second debate coming, uh, I do believe it's this week, I'm going, folks, I mean, you're going to, the RNC is still insisting on these debates and not one single candidate has been within striking distance of President Trump. And I don't see that this particular debate is going to be any different. But, oh well, what can you do? I, uh, I was just, I just saw that story and I thought, well, Trump is doing his thing. That's all he's doing. And he's just steaming right along. Now, I find it's amazing to me because with the lead that Donald Trump has on everybody, and I do mean everybody, everywhere, not just, you know, not just the early primary states, but all the states. I mean, even those ones who might be on Super Tuesday. It's just Trump everywhere. And there needs to start being, probably after the second debate, a mass amount. I mean, a mass amount of these candidates it's like, hey, you're done. I'm out of here. Um, I got no more money. You know, I'm going to get behind President Trump. Now, if a whole bunch of them are not ready to do that, and they're going to wait till the third debate, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is it with you people? This is insane. But, you know... What can you do? Trump is going to keep on trumping. And he is just about a little over an hour away from speaking to the folks in Somerville, South Carolina. And with that, I will be getting ready myself to watch President Trump and, and his speech uh, to the good folks of South Carolina. And with that, I'm just going to simply say, hang tough, y'all. Because it's gonna get all—it's gonna get really rough and ugly uh, with this budget battle, as well as the whole mess with Joe Biden uh, being sort of pushed out and and everything else to boot. So take care, my friends. Enjoy your Monday. I will be back tomorrow with uh, in black and white, and also in black and white daily. Uh, get started off on this brand new week. So with a lot of love, God bless you, everybody. Take care of yourselves. And as always, remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>